welcome to the Madden America podcast, your source for science, psychiatry and social justice. Hello, this is James and welcome to the Madden America podcast. This week we have an interview between doctoral student Akansha Vaswani and Dr. Peter Groot, researcher at the Department of Psychiatry and Psychology, Maastricht University Medical Center in the Netherlands. Akansha is a doctoral candidate at the University of Massachusetts, Boston, and her dissertation research will involve interviewing psychiatrists in the US about their experiences helping people stop or reduce their dose of antidepressant medication. Dr. Groot has led the development of tapering strips, which are a novel and practical method by which people taking antidepressants, benzodiazepines, and some other classes of drug can gradually and slowly reduce their dosage. In a recent study published in the journal Psychosis, Dr. Groot, together with Professor Jim Van Os, reported on the results of their trial, which recorded the experiences of people using tapering strips. So, as I read your the article that was published in the journal Psychosis, you know, one of the questions that I was thinking would be really interesting for people to hear your answer to was, you know, what motivated you to do this study? Uh, what were you noticing about antidepressant use that prompted you to do this? Well, the background, and basically that's because I started as a patient using antidepressants in, I think, 15 or 16 years ago now. And uh, my background is that I'm also a scientist. I'm not a doctor. I studied chemistry and after that, uh, I did genetic research for a number of years. But after this depression, this stopped. And then because I started using an antidepressants, I got interested in how does it work? Does it work for me? That sort of questions. Mm-hmm. And to make a very long short, uh, story short, uh, this sort of changed my life. I became involved in uh, finding a solution for these withdrawal symptoms because mm-hmm. I thought that this was possible. Mm-hmm. And I was not the only one because all these patients who've been trying to reduce their own doses, uh, they in fact already knew where to look. And I think they had it right. So that that's basically uh, the motivation. So wanting to figure out a way to help patients withdraw off the medication. Yes. So could you guide us through, you know, the study, how it was set up? and some of the major findings? I can. Mm -hmm. What we did is, uh, in the Netherlands, uh, quite a number of people, I think several thousand now, have used uh, this tapering medication. And what we did from the beginning is, after uh, they had used it, we sent them a short questionnaire, because we wanted to know how well do these uh, tapering uh, strips, uh, or this tapering medication, how well does it work? And we asked a few questions, uh, which we found very important. The first one was, did you experience withdrawal symptoms? And people could answer that on a scale from one to seven. One being not at all, and seven being very much. We also asked, how did tapering go? So how did you uh, feel for yourself? How did it, uh, on a scale of one to seven again, and one is it went very well, and seven is it went very bad. We also asked, did you try to taper previously? And that is without the use of uh, the tapering medication. Mm -hmm. So tapering as it is done uh, in 
clinical practice currently. And we asked how many times, we asked how did this go, and we asked did you have withdrawal symptoms. The same questions uh, we asked when people used the tapering medication. And we asked people what is the goal of the use of this tapering medication. Do you want to taper completely or do you want to reduce the dose, which is what some people want, or do you have other reasons? And we asked, how long did you use antidepressants before? And then they could choose between less than a year, one to two years, two to five years, five to ten years, or more than ten years. And then, of course, we knew the age, the sex of uh, the persons. We knew which uh, medication, which antidepressants uh, they had used. And we knew uh, how many of these tapering strips they had used. So we knew how long they had been tapering. And there uh, were places for people to place comments and to make remarks. Okay. So in, in effect, it's a very simple, observational, uh, retrospective uh, study. And before we move on, could you give us a brief explanation of what tapering strips are and how they're uh, different from what's usually done in clinical practice? Well, I begin with what's usually done in clinical practice and then I have to start with the with the medication that is provided by pharmacists and that is basically determined by what uh, big pharmaceutical companies uh, have developed so and what they generally do is they have to register a certain dose they do clinical trials and the outcome of this is that for most medication uh, for most medicines, medication comes in only a few registered doses. For yeah. instance, if I take Venla vaccine, the antidepressants I use, that's 37.5 milligrams, 75 and 150. And I think there's also one of 225, uh, 225 milligrams, but that's it. For other medications, it's like 10, 20, 40 milligrams. There are even drugs for which there is only one single registered dose and this is over the years i've uh, found that i found this increasingly uh, weird because basically what happens if somebody gets depressed and he goes to a doctor and the doctor does everything right and you have two persons then both persons will start with the same recommended doses mm -hmm. which is written in a guideline and it doesn't matter if one person is female and 50 kilograms and the other one is 200 kilograms and male, they both will start with the same registered doses, which is very weird if you mm -hmm. think what we do when we buy shoes or uh, when we wear glasses or we buy clothing. We would find it very weird if we could only choose between shoes of size 35, 40 and 45. That's, that's the first thing that's problematic when you taper because if people taper initially i think people used antidepressants for some time and then they just stopped and then people found out this is not going okay so what we do is we half the dose okay and then they found out this is still problematic so we half the dose again and basically that's where we got stuck because not much more has happened since then and the problem is these steps people have to make when they reduce the dose are too large. Our body adapts when we use certain medications 
for a longer period of time. And then if you stop using a medication, it takes some time to adapt to the new situation. If you do this too fast, then we uh, get in trouble. So the way to do uh, it better is to make the steps smaller. Like on a staircase, you can take uh, three very big steps, but you can also take six smaller steps or Mm -hmm. eight smaller steps or 16 smaller steps. And basically, that is the idea that we uh, tried to put into practice. And what you need for that is medication in different dosages. And to do this, uh, we developed a system in which a compounding pharmacist makes doses of one milligram, for instance, two milligram, five milligram, 10 milligram. And then by combining a few of these uh, tablets, just like with the coins in your uh, wallet, you can make every dose you want with a limited number of tablets. So instead of going from 20 milligrams to 10 milligrams to zero, you can go from 20 milligram to 19 milligram to 18 milligram to 17 milligram and so on. And basically that's what's being done in a tapering strip. So instead of going uh, in big steps, we try to make the steps as small as possible. Mm-hmm. And then one tapering strips, you taper in a period of four weeks, and then you go from a certain dose to a certain lower dose. So you can go from 20 milligrams to zero in four weeks. But if this is too fast, mm-hmm. you can uh, go first from 20 to 10 milligrams in four weeks, and then from 10 to zero in four weeks. If this is going too fast, you can go from 10 to five in four weeks and from five to zero in four weeks. So you can, in a quite easy way, determine how long and how slow, how gradual do you want the taper to be. Mm -hmm. And so as you were sending the tapering strips out to the patients in your study, How were decisions being made about how much someone needed or how little? How did they know how quickly or how slowly to reduce the dose? Well, this is a very important and difficult question also, Mm -hmm. and perhaps also an easy question, because there's an interesting thing in this whole uh, withdrawal problem or in this tapering is that actually a doctor cannot know and does not know if he sits opposite to an individual patient, what the best way is for this patient to taper the medication. Mm -hmm. Because one patient uh, can easily stop in a few steps and doesn't report any problem. And other patients, they take way more time and still have much more problems. And the uh, differences between patients are very large. And That's also why uh, guidelines have never been of much help thus far in uh, withdrawal. Mm -hmm. Because any advice a doctor gives can be okay for some patients, but it will not be okay for others. So this is the big problem. The doctor cannot predict. He can have sort of an ID, but he cannot predict reliably what is best for the patient. Mm -hmm. On the other hand, the patient, him or herself, also does not know this. So what do you do then? And our answer is discuss what we know 
and doctors do know a number of things about drugs and about what can happen, and give uh, the patient a number of concrete options to choose from. And let's, and this in my mind is very important, let the patient decide. Because a patient knows uh, what his or her fears are, what his or her desires are. And probably they know it better than the doctors do. Because it's their body. And if nobody knows, why is it not the patient who should uh, decide? And the thing to realize is that if you don't know if what you choose is right, that does not have to be a real problem. Because what is important is that the doctor and the patient discuss this with each other and especially discuss what will happen during the tapering. How will I guide you? And the doctor has options if tapering turns out to go too fast, if people experience withdrawal symptoms because tapering goes too fast, then there are several options for a doctor and a patient to choose from. One is to go back to the original dose. Mm -hmm. The second one is to stay on the dose where the patient is at for a while until the withdrawal symptoms disappear. And another option is to continue tapering, but at a lower speed. And all these things are possible, but we cannot tell what a certain patient should do. But the patient and the doctor together, I think, uh, can have a pretty good idea of how they can establish this. And I think our study, in fact, shows mm. that this works quite well. So tell us a little bit about that. How many people uh, were able to be successful stopping their medication if that was their goal or reducing the medication if that was their goal using the tapering strips? Well, then I come to some figures, and the total number of patients uh, we uh, sent questionnaires to was 1,750, mm -hmm. and we received almost 1,200 uh, patients who filled them in. So that's uh, a response of 86%, which is, uh, I think, uh, quite nice. That's pretty good. <laughs> that's pretty good. And 1,100. 21 patients were using them to uh, taper antidepressants. There were also some other medications. And 895, so almost 900, told that they, their goal was to taper completely. So from their current dose to zero. And about 70% of them succeeded in doing that. That's, the, I think, one of the most important numbers uh, in our study. And then, then there were a number of patients who wanted to lower the dose. There were patients who were uh, having other reasons we don't know about, and some patients we had no data about. It's 900 patients, roughly, who wanted to stop completely, and about 70% succeeded in doing that. Mm, that's a pretty high number. Yes. And what's your sense about the people who did not succeed in tapering? Uh, do you have any hypothesis about why that may have been the case? Well, that's a difficult question uh, because at this point in time, there, there are several things I have to mention here. First of all, uh, a number of these patients were still tapering. Some patients, uh, a number of patients reported that they uh, stopped tapering because they suffered from withdrawal symptoms. A number of patients reported that they suffered from relapse. They said, my old complaints came back. But all these things, because we just 
we could only ask this. Uh, it's difficult to draw firm conclusions from that also because there are some problems with regard to the to the reimbursement of the tapering strips. Oh. Insurance companies in Netherlands, uh, most of them, they up until now refuse to uh, pay for them, which sort of forces patients to taper faster, perhaps, mm. than they otherwise should have done. So my feeling is that we should focus on the positive uh, results of this study because we do not have a real answer yet about uh, the people who could not taper. Mm -hmm. uh, who did not succeed in tapering because there are too many factors we don't know enough about. For instance, a patient who reports that he uh, or she is suffering from withdrawal, this could actually be also a symptom of uh, a coming relapse. But mm. a patient who reports that his old complaints are coming back, this could also be withdrawal symptoms. Right. And it's absolutely impossible for us, based on uh, this questionnaire, to make any distinction about that. Exactly. Those are important questions for future yeah. research. So can you guide us through an example of one person, maybe one patient, who used a tapering strip successfully? Well, it's a bit difficult and a bit dangerous for me to describe only one patient because of the risk of generalization. And what I can tell is based on not only the questionnaires, but also uh, the emails I get, the questions I get. Sometimes uh, people phone me and they ask me questions. They tell what is happening. And what I do then is first I make clear that I'm not a doctor that I cannot give and do not want to give treatment advice to individual patients. But what I try to do is answer questions as best as I can, explain things and provide information. And what I then do is tell people, go with this information to your doctor and together discuss uh, what should be done. Mm -hmm. And based on uh, the stories I hear, the conversations I have, I see... Uh, this is very rough, but I see, in fact, three sorts of, 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 of I can categorize patients in three groups. Mm -hmm. One group says, I used your tapering strip uh, and it was fantastic because I did not suffer withdrawal symptoms or so little that it is fine with me. I could taper completely and I'm off of my medication and I'm happy. Mm -hmm. That's very simple. Then there are patients who suffer from withdrawal and this can be more or uh, less severe and then there are several options and that's what i always try to explain one of the thing is to go back to your old uh, dose this is one of the options that's also in the guidelines mm -hmm. and then uh, if it's withdrawal symptoms they should go away fairly quickly the other that's also in guidelines is to stabilize stay at your current dose for a while and if it's withdrawal symptoms, they will go back quite uh, within a few days, probably, sometimes mm -hmm. very quickly. Or you are willing to bear the withdrawal symptoms because they are not too bad. But because you suffer them, that's an indication that you are probably going too fast. Mm -hmm. And then it's wise to uh, adapt the speed of your taper. So slow down. And then, of course, you have the patients who relapse, but it's very difficult if somebody calls you, and I'm not a doctor, to, uh, at a distance, uh, draw any firm conclusions about that. But we must realize that some patients actually 
benefit from uh, using an antidepressants. And for them, it might be better not to stop. So you would suggest that maybe they take this information to their doctors? That's what I always suggest. The thing with the tapering uh, medication is that it is not something that replaces a doctor. Mm-hmm. I must stress that. It is something to help the patient and the doctor to do something they, the doctors, are supposed to do. And that is to help their patients to taper in a proper way. Mm-hmm. I only think that the role of the doctor, uh, in my opinion, should change. The current situation in which we more or less expect, often implicitly, that the doctor knows uh, what is best for a patient, I think that what we have seen is that this doesn't work very well. It works for a number of patients, but there's a whole number of patients for which it does not work well. And the doctor can not be blamed for this, in fact, because they they cannot predict what is good for a patient. But if they are forced to tell a patient, you should do it like this, mm-hmm. then they are sort of overstretching uh, their capabilities. It's mm-hmm. much easier for a doctor, I think, to mm-hmm. say to a patient, listen, you want to taper? I've got a problem. I don't know what the, what the best way for you is to do this. Mm -hmm. I cannot know this, but I do have a number of good options and we are going to talk about it together. Mm -hmm. We choose and we make uh, appointments. We discuss how I will guide you and how you will monitor your your symptoms. If you have symptoms, call me. We will adapt the schedule. And I think if you do that, and I think that's pretty much what's been done in the study also, the study done in real life, then in the end, it's going to be better for everybody, for the doctor and for the patient. And the role of the patient is not diminished by a tapering strip. It's not a do-it-yourself kit, Mm -hmm. but it becomes much more easy. Have you worked with any doctors with the tapering strips, if, if they have any feedback about how they've worked? Yes. When I started this, I was doing this as a volunteer for a foundation, Cinderella a not-for-profit foundation. They enabled me to start doing this. This brought me in contact with Professor Jim van Os, who was then a professor in Maastricht and currently in Utrecht. And he has become part of this uh, endeavor. And over the years, uh, some time ago, we have asked all doctors who have uh, used or prescribed tapering strips who had experience with the tapering strips to report their experiences. And generally, they are very, very positive about them. And I think for the reasons I just told you, because they discovered that their lives uh, become easier, their patients are more satisfied. Even the patients, and I must stress this, for whom taper, uh, for who the tapering does not work as they wished because they have withdrawal symptoms or even if they have a relapse because they have the feeling that they understand much better what is happening. If they are allowed to choose themselves, it becomes their own decision, which makes it easier to bear the consequences, much easier than when somebody says, you do this, you're going to be okay, and you find out that you are not okay. Okay, Peter. So can you tell us a little bit about uh, people's success rates using the tapering strips versus people who try to withdraw um, the usual way? I can. 
because in our study there were uh, 692 patients who had used tapering uh, medication to taper uh, their antidepressant, but who had also tried to taper the same antidepressants in the past. And the results, I think, are very clear-cut. Their past attempts, and it's important to realize that in uh, quite a lot of cases, people had tried two or three. Uh, some people have tried five times or more to stop using this medication, and they failed. So they uh, went on using the antidepressants without knowing if it was actually uh, doing them any uh, good or not because they felt they had to do this because otherwise they would suffer from these withdrawal symptoms uh, so terribly. And we asked them, how uh, did you experience withdrawal symptoms? And these past attempts, they report that uh, the average complaints they report is a six. So on a scale from one to seven, and one is not at all, seven is very much, it was a six. With the use of tapering strips, the average was 3.2. So it was uh, about half the amount. And with the tapering strips, most of them, the majority of them, succeeded in stopping using uh, or tapering their antidepressants uh, from their dose to zero. And I think this is a very important result. And it's especially very important because the comparison and this is methodologically very important, was done within a patient. Mm -hmm. So it was the same patient who had tried before and who uh, without and who had tried with the tapering medication. And this is very different from clinical studies in which a comparison is always made between patients. Yeah. In clinical studies, a group of patients is divided into equal groups, and then we would make a co comparison between uh, without and with. And then we would say, oh, there's a small difference, uh, so this method is better than that one. Mm -hmm. But actually, the result there is an average, and we use this average to guide individual patients who differ much more than the differences between these groups. So actually, I think this uh, evidence from about 700 patients is much stronger than all previous evidence from all previous study, of which there are almost none, uh, that have been done thus far. Thank you for sharing that. And can you talk a little bit now about this, the context of your findings given uh, polypharmacy or the fact that a lot of patients use more than one medication? Um, and the importance of helping people taper or stop medication in within that broader context of polypharmacy. Well, you're right that uh, many patients in our daily clinical practice use more than uh, one medicine. And this is also very different from uh, most clinical studies in which a selected group of patients is taken who is often uh, different from what a general practitioner uh, sees in his office. And that's another strong point, I think, of our study, is that this was done in, uh, in, in, so to say, real life, in daily clinical practice. So we, we set no barriers on people who used it. 
We also don't know, by the way, if they used other medication, but it is quite likely that uh, a number of patients did this. And what we show is even in this context, it is possible for patients to taper uh, a drug using uh, these tapering strips. And sometimes we have had questions from people, I use several drugs and I want to taper them all. Mm. And then uh, what I say is that, well, discuss this, of course, with your doctor, but if you do taper one medicine at a time and discuss with your doctor which medicine uh, you want to taper first, but Mm. don't uh, try to taper them all at once because my guess is that that could be a recipe for a disaster, but I don't know. Right. Going back to what you said early on in this interview about two rapid changes happening too quickly. Um, So, you know, given that the tapering strips have had such impressive results, what are some of your hopes about how uh, these strips will be used going forward? Well, first and foremost, my goal at this moment is to achieve that uh, people who want to taper a drug will be allowed to use tapering medication when a doctor wants to prescribe this. Mm -hmm. And this is an issue that is very pressing here because our health insurers, some of them, most of them, uh, they do not want to uh, reimburse the medication, which I think is weird Mm -hmm. given the fact that they pay for uh, antidepressants for 20, 30 years. And when somebody wants to stop and it's difficult... And it's a problem that's been there for decades now. Mm-hmm. It has been created by uh, the big pharmaceutical companies when they brought these drugs on the market. The problem has never been solved. And now there is a solution. Uh, then to say that we will not pay for it is, uh, in my view, absurd. Mm-hmm. But this is my uh, first goal. The second goal that I want to achieve, uh, to achieve is that shared decision-making becomes uh, a key element of the way doctors deal with this problem of tapering. I don't believe anymore in, say, clear-cut recommendation like a patient who uses this medicine and looks like this, he should taper in one month and a patient uh, who looks a little bit different, we will allow to do it in two months because we simply cannot predict this. While if you let the doctor and the patient work together, in the way I described before, I think you get much better results and both the doctor and the patient will be much more satisfied. And this is not, not only true if patients uh, get off, are able to stop their drug completely, but this is also the case if people discover, patients discover that the tapering went well and we get reports like this, But after a while, my old complaints come back. And then if you taper carefully and you don't have withdrawal symptoms, it's quite likely that the fact that you get your old complaints back is not the result of withdrawal symptoms. And that might indicate that the antidepressants, antidepressant in this case you use, was actually good for something. And then if people start using it again and they find out, I feel much better now, It may help them to be more willing or accepting the fact that they use uh, an antidepressant. Mm -hmm. I'm an example myself. I have tapered my medication a number of years ago, and this was part of an experiment. It has been published. Uh, 
And the tapering went well because I knew how I had to do this and I was able to get the proper medication. This was for before the tapering medication was, uh, was available. So tapering for me went fine. But after about four weeks, I had stopped. I got my old complaints back. I started worrying again uh, and a lot of other complaints, sleeping less, got much more irritated. And it didn't go away. And after four months, I thought, well, I've had it. I started using antidepressants again. And after a few weeks, I found out that I felt much better. Mm-hmm. And the bonus I got from this is that in the eight and a half years before that, uh, I used this drug I use, Venlafaxine, at a dose of 150 milligram. And currently I'm using it as a dose of 75 milligram, which I consider to be uh, beneficial because we don't know precisely, but probably it has something to do with less side effects. But it made me realize that now, after so many years, I've always thought that antidepressants help me, but I think that uh, for me, I have proof that this is really the case. And I'm, uh, well, uh, how how would you call it? I'm a happy uh, user of antidepressants Mm -hmm. because they really help me. Mm -hmm. So that's also an outcome. And it's important, whichever outcome it is, that the process is going in such a way that and the doctor and the patient can be satisfied about this. The tapering medication we have is not to help everybody uh, to get everybody of antidepressants because I really think there are people who benefit from them. Mm-hmm. The thing is to find out who benefits and who does not benefit. And that that should be guided by a shared decision-making process rather than being driven by only the doctor. Yes, and I think our study, in fact, is strong uh, proof for that. Mm-hmm. Because these uh, people who had tapered before, I think more than average, they know what they wanted when they went to their doctors. Because in the beginning, especially, it were the patients and it were the more active patients who discovered the existence of tapering medication. Mm-hmm. And in many cases, they went to their doctor and they said, this is available now. Can I use this? And especially in the beginning, their doctors were not aware of the existence of this medication. So they were informed by their patients. Mm -hmm. And because these patients had, uh, in many cases, had bad experiences in the past, they knew that they did not want to taper very quickly. Mm -hmm. And I think their doctors agreed with that. And in many cases, this went well. So, and that's why I think that uh, shared decision making is much, much better, more efficient, and in the end, more uh, cheaper mm-hmm. and more satisfying than trying to uh, to develop all sort of predictive tests. Because what we see is that we keep on trying to do that, but thus far, uh, it's very hard, and it's not been possible to do this. Right, and. You know, if there's people outside of the Netherlands at the moment who want access to these tapering strips, who want to reduce or stop their medication, um, is it available outside the Netherlands? As far as I know, it is. Uh, The requirement is that uh, it's necessary to have a, a description of a certified doctor. So you have to have a prescription which should be signed by a certified doctor. And you can send it uh, to the pharmacist 
and uh, if everything goes well, he can just ship the medication. Uh, and I think it's 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 already happening, at okay. least to countries like the UK and other countries. Mm-hmm. So in principle, it is possible. Yes, that's good to know for people who might want access to this across you know different countries. So is there anything that you want to say about the study that I may not have asked you? You ask me what I would like to achieve with mm-hmm. the tapering strips. There are still a, a lot of things we basically uh, do not know uh, about currently when it comes to tapering. I mean, there's been a, a host of clinical studies, but they have yielded very little, especially because and the reason is the fact that this has always been group research, which is in my view, not the optimal tool if patients in themselves are so different from each other. Mm-hmm. So what I think we should do is uh, ask people, and that's also what we want to do, when they start using antidepressants, if they want to monitor themselves, and this can be done using uh, a mobile phone, mm-hmm. and if we can use the data of those patients and a large number of patients do this over a longer time, then within one or two years, we will get a lot of useful information which will help us to improve the situation uh, of the tapering, but also resolve some issues uh, about which there is current, uh, currently quite a lot of debate, mm-hmm. like how much people are suffering from withdrawal one party says, uh, well, it's generally not a problem. And others say it's a terrible problem. Well, mm-hmm. actually, I think both sides may be right. The majority of patients probably does not have too much uh, problems in tapering, but there's a minority of 10 or 20%, depending on the drug, which really do have problems. But Currently, we don't have good uh, good numbers because the way we did research thus far, uh, I think, was not adequate. And I think following people during tapering will give us a lot of answers mm-hmm. about things we currently don't know. Yeah, and for people who want to access these tapering strips, uh, were most of your uh, the patients who took part in the study or answer the question is, were they taking a specific uh, SSRI or was it mainly SSRIs? So not only SSRIs, because there were also people who are using it for uh, benzodiazepines. Uh, there is uh, one or two pain medications uh, for which there are tapering strips available. Mm-hmm. Uh, the pharmacist is working on uh, tapering strips for anti-epileptic drugs which can also have uh, quite severe side effects if people have to stop too quickly. And uh, every now and then I get new uh, requests, for instance, from doctors. Is there also a tapering strips for this medicine uh, or for that medicine? But in the study, it were mostly uh, antidepressants. Mm-hmm. And it was mostly uh, venlafaxine and paroxetine because those are the two most difficult uh, drugs that, with respect to withdrawal symptoms, okay. which, if I may say, uh, also uh, makes it clear that that tapering really helps because these are the most difficult drugs, and it makes a huge difference if uh, patients are allowed to taper gradually compared to tapering too fast. 
And, uh, you know, a final question is, can you say a little bit about the average length of time, you know, the, the 70% that succeeded, how long did it take? How many months did they use the tapering strips for? It's easiest to answer this question if you uh, look to one specific medicine. And we did this for a Venla vaccine, which is uh, a very problematic drug when it comes to tapering. And we looked uh, for tapering from 37.5 milligrams to zero. And 37.5 milligram, this uh, is relevant for people who know this, uh, is the lowest available dose for Venla vaccine. And then what you see is that 37% of the patients who use the tapering strips used the taper used one tapering strips, 21% used two, 32% used three, and 8% used four, and 2.7% of the people used uh, more than four tapering strips. Mm-hmm. And the median which is almost the same as the average, is uh, about uh, is two tapering strips or 65 days. But what you see is this spread. So there is quite a number of patients who uh, can do it faster. Mm-hmm. And there's a small group of patients who really needs to taper over a longer period of time. But in uh, our study, this is about 10% of uh, the patient who needs more than three months, mm-hmm. or I should correct, who used uh, more than three months. It may perhaps be better for them to take somewhat longer, but this would shift the, the total length of tapering not very much, I think, because mm-hmm. it's a minority, but it is a minority who have severe problems. And a minority that has been neglected by the medical community thus far. Yeah, and your your uh, numbers really shed light on the variability among patients. Yeah, because that's key, and that's what often forgotten. We often people discuss about these problems, and one person says it's not a problem at all, and the other person says it's a huge problem. But it depends on which patient you are. If you're lucky, it's not a problem for you. But if you're unlucky, it is a real problem and then you should be helped. And in the current system, this is very difficult. Yeah. And it seems like tapering strips offers at least part of the solution. Yes. And and what I, I would like to ask is, in fact, what we are doing is nothing more than a a practical way to make possible what so many patients have been trying to do for years now. All these patients who are advising each other how to open the capsules, count the little uh, granules in it, or to slice uh, a pill, or to dissolve it in a solution, or to use uh, a weighing scale, all these things. But they were basically all trying to make possible what we uh, made possible, because we thought it's, I thought, but many people I think will agree that it's ridiculous that if this is what is required, technically it's not difficult, then why uh, has the pharmaceutical uh, have the pharmaceutical companies not solved this problem already years ago? Mm-hmm. They could have easily done it, and they never did. I um, listened to a YouTube video by um, a patient who used the, the tapering strip, and she said... 
this is a way that we can avoid turning our own kitchens into laboratories. And I think that that's uh, what you're speaking about. Yes, I think it's absurd that uh, patients are doing this. And it's also absurd that actually doctors also in the Netherlands, they give patients advice saying like, okay, I cannot uh, prescribe you the required amount, but I can give you the advice to uh, open up your capsule and to count the, the beads in it. Basically, they're advising something which at the same time, the medical community always says like, no, you don't mess with your uh, with your medication. And well, I think this is very weird. So thank you so much, Peter, for speaking with me about the tapering strips and what you're trying to do and uh, have done successfully. Sure. You're welcome. And yeah, any, any last words? Well, one, one particular word, which is a very specific thing, because... I get questions from patients and what strikes me uh, over the years is that every now and then I get patients who say that they are advised and sometimes they come up with a solution themselves like I want to taper by taking today a given dose and tomorrow nothing and then the same dose and then the day after nothing assuming that this will be a way to gradually reduce the dose of your drug i would say don't do this okay. because with drugs like paroxetine or venlafaxine it only makes you sick it doesn't work the substance that's in it the active substance leaves your body so quickly that the amount of uh, the drug in your body will change also from day to day and it will change so much that it will uh, really hurt you mm -hmm. so don't do this if you taper do it gradually and uh, take your uh, medicines on a regular basis okay thank you very much peter okay my pleasure so i just want to thank akansha and peter for that discussion and if you'd like to know more about tapering strips you can visit the website taperingstrip.org which is a website of the User Research Center of Maastricht University. Also, there are links to the other studies mentioned in the discussion in the post that accompanies this interview on maddenamerica.com. So, thanks so much for listening, and until next time, take care. Thank you for listening to the Madden America podcast. Visit maddenamerica.com for more news, views, and updates.